I humiliate myself any further. What a great, what a great movie, what a great song, absolutely incredible. The science behind it is impeccable. It's all gotta be true. Well, I wanna welcome you here to a happy new year and and yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about Back to the Future. We're going to talk about not only what a great movie it was, but it was one of the first movies that ever dealt, dealt with alternate timelines about how you can affect time. If you're a Star Trek person, you're, you use a phrase like time-space continuum. You can tell if you're kind of nerdish like myself and you're into Star Trek because you refer to not just time, you just say the time-space continuum. But it was actually a phrase that was used in Back to the Future before it was used in Star Trek. How about that? All right, let's close in prayer. I mean, that is, that is some incredible information right there. But you know, time is a big thing in the movies. Marvel is just butchering the heck out of time. I mean, and if you haven't seen the new Spider-Man, you must see the new Spider-Man. There is some sort of time thing that goes on in there. I won't spoil it. you got three months, three months to see that movie. And after that, I'm just telling everybody right now. And also, just Darth Vader is Luke's father. I'm just going to wreck that for you, too, if you're... <laughs> you haven't figured that out. But they do all this time thing. They're into multiverses, which is kind of an old astrophysiological proposition. String theory is pretty much dead, you know, so this idea of multiverses. But we kind of have this real thing about wanting there to be alternate realities, alternate you, different uh, timelines of variation that can take place, whether you watch Loki, if you've seen the series, or, or even in the new Spider-Man. So in order for you to know what real-time travel looks like, if it was possible, and the actual technology that would be needed to pull it off, you need to watch this, because this is how it's done. Forget Loki. Doc Brown had the whole thing worked out when he fell off his toilet, hit his head, and invented the flux capacitor. Everybody knows that that's how real science happens, and that's how real time travel happens. But, you know, time travel really did kind of come into my mind, and also future, back to the future, kind of twist a phrase there. But during the holidays, I introduced myself to a lot of things I don't normally introduce myself to. Now, some of you are like, well, he's talking about alcohol and weed. Uh, I am not talking about alcohol and weed. I uh, introduce myself to concepts or thoughts that are, are, are not mainstream. 
Um, it's, it's what I do. It's part of the way that I think about life and look at things. So I look at different theological propositions um, that I normally wouldn't consider from maybe an evangelical mind. Uh, I also look at philosophical ideas about reality, about things. And, and one of the things I was kind of studying, listening to, learning about was the reality of time. Um, and one of the questions that happens in the universities a lot is asking the question, is time or is the present moment real? Um, what is the fabric of this present moment? Is it something that's real? Or even another debate that's really big is, is past tense, future tense, and present tense real? Or are they just constructs of the human mind? Are they, as one philosopher said, the, um, uh, the mind's observation of entropy happening in the world through the deterioration of chemicals in the, in the brain? Um, but there, there is some people who have pushed forth the idea that past and future are just illusions created by the mind. And that this present moment that we're living in all people who have ever lived on the earth are living in their present moments simultaneously. So that's, that's really one of the ideas. Now, um, so if you're at home and you feel like your house is crowded but there's nobody else in it, this might explain that, I mean, that there's other people having their present moment in your house while you're there. But there's also, and I know this all sounds crazy, but it, it, it's not that crazy when we look at it about how it plays out practically. There is a growing number of people who embrace a concept that is moving forward in America, and particularly in the Western world, because we can afford to think this way. Um, it's called manifesting. Manifesting is, the, uh, is a sort of uh, consciously controlled lucid dreaming where you uh, imagine a reality that you want it to be, and then you kind of wish that reality into existence, but you're the only person who knows about it. One of the ways that this is being worked out in a real technical sense is through VR or the Oculus device or now uh, how Facebook is now combining with uh, the metaverse mentality and, and so that you can create a reality, a present that is yours and yours alone and you could craft it if you put this device on it. Now let me just say, if you bought your children an Oculus for Christmas, don't return it. It's a really cool device. It's fun. Uh, a friend of mine had one over the vacation time. We rode uh, roller coasters together uh, and it's, it's, you know, I almost wanted to throw up. It was so real, but it was absolutely incredible. But there is this idea is that we can't handle the past and we can't, we're afraid of the future. So let's create a reality where your present is your present and it doesn't matter what other people's present is like. It, it sounds crazy, but it, it really is a prevalent thought. But so whether or not you consider the past is a real thing, the present is a real thing, and the future, they call it the tense version of time, or it's called the B theory. The A theory is that there is no tense. Whether you believe it's an illusion or something fabricated by the human mind, um, we all tend to work in it. Uh, like for instance, let me just show you the English language. I'm not into English. 
So, I mean, I know it's my first language and I should be good at it, but I'm really not too good at it, particularly when it came to these classes where you had to learn about simple, continuous, perfect, perfect, continuous, future, present, past type of things. But, but I just want to, let me just read it to you. You're all familiar with it. Let, here's a statement. In the simple past, he uploaded videos on YouTube. Then uh, in the uh, tense of past perfect, he had loaded videos on YouTube. And then let's, let's jump to the future perfect continuous tense. He would have been uploading videos on YouTube. Now, the bottom line is somebody's doing something on YouTube. Okay, but through the use of language, we've caught tenses. And so when I read the past tense, you could actually visualize that somebody was sitting in the room someplace, some dude uploading videos to YouTube, or in the future, uh, perfect tense, continuous tense, you could visualize that, yeah, there's somebody continually uploading, that right now there's somebody doing that someplace. We do utilize this concept of tense reality, that there is a past tense, that there is a present, and that there is a future tense. So most people, most sensible people, and I don't mean to be insulting, but most people believe that these theoretical ideas that there being no real tense is, is uh, probably not the case. At least it's not the case that we experience. We have to live in tense. We past tense, present tense, or future tense. Um, and I know that you may be sitting here today saying like, wow, this is the last time we come to this church. This guy's really whacked and uh, this is really ridiculous but the problem is is that it's not as theoretical as you may think it is because a lot of us live in what's called only in this moment philosophy um we we only live for today we only live for the moment for the pleasure that i can experience in this moment um i will ignore my past because it's too hurtful i'll hide from my past um and too many of us will discount what could happen in the future based upon my actions today or any repercussion of what I do, and I'm just leave, stay in this moment, this carpe diem philosophy of seizing the day. And, and, and I, I get it. I get it. It's like this is the only moment you can live in. But yet for a lot of us, we act as if this is the only moment that exists, that there is no other tense. There's nothing good about the past and that there's nothing hopeful about the future. As I was perusing, yeah, nice word, isn't that, perusing? Well, while I was perusing the news and YouTube and, and the internet, because I'm a deep thinker, as I perused these great sources of wisdom, I, I couldn't help but see everywhere how everybody wants to get rid of 2021. I and mean, we just want to get rid of it. As I was watching the prognosticators uh, at about 11.55 and, and Silent, uh, what's her name, Cyrus, uh, Miley Cyrus, thank you, uh, was doing her TV show and, and everybody that they lined up, all the different artists that came up and talked about how they hated 2021, we're going to trash 2021 and it's all going to get better and, and all this other stuff. Nobody really put forth any ideas on how they were going to get better, but, the, but a lot of us will live as if this moment is the only moment and there's no awareness of, of past or no implications about the future. Um, and so, you know, when I was looking at some of the books that are current today, a lot of the books that you'll find are about letting your past go. Everybody wants to let the past go. 
Um, whatever the past is, it's just like, just get rid of it and, and let's get into this moment or let's get into the future moment. But what I've really discovered from the simple illustration of this movie of Back to the Future is that my past has a lot of resources in it. It has a lot of wisdom built into it. It's got a lot of experience in it. And, I, and that no matter what I believe, I have right now in me a body of past a present moment, and I also have anxiety for, for the future. I, it's like I'm living in three tenses at the same time. And so, so a better understanding of how to manage time, and I'm not just talking about putting your stuff away. I'm talking about how we manage the concepts of time in our life is, is really important. See, in Back to the Future, if you've watched Marty McFly goes into the past, and he doesn't intentionally do it, but he goes into the past, and while he's there, he decides that the experiences of the past could possibly alter his future. And in wisdom, he kind of figures out, huh, if I do this, and if I tweak this a little bit, if I take that information and use it, then I could change how the future is going to play out. Learning from the past is really, really important. I love what Moses said to the people of Israel in Deuteronomy 4.9. He said this, give heed to yourself and keep your soul diligently. So he's like, okay, don't let life just happen or what's going on in your mind just happen. It didn't say just stay in this moment, but he says, watch over what's going on in here, what's going on inside of your soul. And he says, so that you don't forget the things that your eyes have seen and they do not depart from your heart all the days of your life. But make them known to your sons and your grandsons. I love it. He's talking about how we use memory, how we use time, what, how past, present, and future can play out. And he's like, listen, if you will give diligence to how you think about your past experiences, your life, your present moment, you can begin to cast the, that wisdom forward, whether it's represented in, in your children or your, your, your grandchildren, but it, it can be represented in how you use time, how you think about your past. Matter of fact, when they were leaving uh, Egypt, it's funny, he doesn't say, hey, listen, guys, I'm going to get you out in the desert and we're, we're just all going to take a vow together that what happened in Egypt stays in Egypt, you know, kind of like a Las Vegas thing, you know. It's like what happened there, it's going to stay there and we're just going to leave it there. We're never going to talk about it. He goes, no, 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 I, that's not what we're going to do. And he's like, listen, what we're going to do is every year we're, gonna, we're all going to dress up. We're going to get staffs in our hand. We're going to put our shawls on. We're going to put our, our sandals on. We're going to sit and we're going to eat bitter herbs and we're going to eat unleavened bread and we're going to remember. We're going to remember where we came from and we're going to remember this journey because that remembering has power when that power is used in the right way. The past tense is a source of learning. It provides us with felt experiences that we can learn from. So 2021, I know maybe you walked in the door and you're like, that was a heck of a year, I can't wait to move on. And, and, and so how is 2022 going to be different? 
I, you know, I was kind of looking for maybe some magic that would make a difference, you know, just kind of like a Harry Potter wand thing, or uh, um, maybe if I had some, some potion or power to make us all forget the past, that would be interesting. Don't want to give away too much there, but this is touching some movie ideas. Uh, maybe make you forget the past, that would work. Or, or maybe 2022 is going to be better because I discovered it's made up of all even numbers. Yes, that will do it. Two, zero, two, two, even numbers. Weren't we always suspected that odd one in 2021? I mean, what do we expect? So I know that sounds absolutely ridiculous, but how this year is going to change is not going to be determined by us um, manifesting some reality in our heads or some wish thing, but rather it will be remembering what burned our fingers when we touched it. Remembering what made us happy. Remembering what caused us pain or what didn't work when we tried it. Or um, what would I do differently if I could do it over again? That, that these are resources that we can utilize. Now, let me say, let me be very clear. If, if you've experienced some sort of horrific trauma, victimization, crime, or uh, something that is a shame of your past, I am not in any way recommending that you travel back in time and revisit that, especially without pastoral or biblical counseling to guide you in that journey. There are some things in our past that, that, that are, are very delicate and though they need to be addressed, um, I would not recommend doing that without counseling. Also, I would say this for, for most of us, that I would never recommend revisiting the past unless you have a firm grip on grace and forgiveness in the present, okay? I wouldn't go anywhere in my past if it wasn't for the fact that I was fully aware of the forgiveness, the mercy, and the grace of God in my life. You know, um, in order to, in the movie, in order to, to go past and present and future, Marty McFly had to have his vehicle called the DeLorean. Now, you may not remember the DeLorean, but it was a, I think it's made out of stainless steel, but no car has benefited from a movie more than the DeLorean. Now, the Mini Cooper did really well in uh, that movie with, um, oh, what was the movie? I still can't hear it. Silent, yeah, though, what job? Italian job, I'm sorry. It's one of my favorite movies. I mean, Marky Mark, I mean, come on. Yeah, but I almost wanted to buy a Mini Cooper just because of this movie. Well, the DeLorean kind of takes the cake when it comes to all, maybe Christine in that one movie, that the car that comes alive in the Stephen King movie. But bottom line is the DeLorean is quite a special car. Um, it wasn't fast at all. Uh, it weighed about 4,500 pounds, so it was an overweight, overweighed coupe. It lacked power. I think it only produced about 201 horsepower. And then the, the inventor of it and the creator of it and the guy who was selling the DeLoreans got hooked up with the cartel, ended up in jail. It really didn't go that well. But after some modifications in the hands of Doc Brown, it became this amazing time-traveling machine. I mean, it's potential. So here's my point in all that is just traveling to the past with your memory is not a reliable vehicle to travel in. You need a Doc Brown. You need somebody that understands time travel better than yourself that will provide you an environment or a vehicle through which you can travel into the past 
into the future and live in this present moment. That the ordinary DeLorean is not going to get the job done. It's going to take a flux capacitor. It's going to take somebody that can generate those kinds of gigawatts in order to get that vehicle to do that. And I have discovered that the grace and the mercy and the truth of God are that modification. So that when I talk about going into your past and considering things, you can only travel there, not with your memory, but you must travel there with the grace and the mercy, and with the truth of God. So since I did a lot of crazy things when I was younger, and I still continue to do crazy things, I remember that I really did have to come up with this, not just a DeLorean, but I needed something that I could face myself and my past with, and, and face it rightly and well, so that I wouldn't come back from consideration of what I've done wrong in my past with shame and guilt and unresolved issues that wouldn't help anything. So as a young Christian, because I had done so many things wrong, I mean, drugs and, you know, I mean, it was just, it was the 70s, all right? I mean, it was just a blur and it was, it was just crazy and wild. And so, so in order to look at myself in the mirror, it's like God you're going to have to help me with this memory of mine. You're going to have to help me understand and, and walk through this. And so he gave me a better DeLorean. And it comes out of 1 John verse 1, starting in verse 5. Now, I'm telling you, I've been a Christian for about 30-something years. Uh, no verse shaped me more in my confidence with Christ than this particular verse. There is no way I could stand up here today and do what I do if it wasn't for this modified DeLorean. Listen to what the word of God says. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus his son cleanses us from all sins. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. See, I think this verse is like the perfect modified DeLorean. It has all the elements of for rightly looking at your past and, and discovering what you can bring forward that can help your present and your future. He says this, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. How many of us are, 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 are trying to pull that off? And Christians do this more than anybody. We try to just act like we were never bad or that we don't struggle with bad. You know, and on Sunday morning, you put on your best and you come in here and you put on your best face and, and you are scared to death that that anybody would ever find out the truth about what you really think about, what you have really done. I love it because John says two times, he says, if we say we have no sin, he's like, if you are thinking about your past and you're acting like you didn't do something wrong, you already are changing your present and your future in the wrong direction. He's like, you gotta get honest about your past. He doesn't say you need to get ashamed of your past. He says, you've got to be honest about it. 
And if you're saying that that didn't really happen to you or you didn't really think that, and then he changes the tense of it. He says, if, if we say we have no sin, he says, and then another place he says, if we say we have not sinned, past tense. So he's covering all the tense. He's going through time travel. He's like, so if, if you don't think you have a past and that you haven't made mistakes, he's like, listen, your, your present and your future are not heading in the right direction. But we do this in America. And right now there's this real big move in pop psychology that all you need to do in order to alter 2022 is you need to step up to the mirror in your vanity and look at yourself and say to the whole world, I am good enough. The top selling books in the America or in the world are all about what you say to yourself. And not be honest about the fact that maybe you're not good enough. And good enough compared to who? And good enough compared to who in what? I mean, all of a sudden I'm gonna have to constantly modify, you know, uh, I'm good enough to walk around the neighborhood. But now if Scott Brecky decides he wants to run around the neighborhood, I'm not to say to him, hey, enjoy your run, because I ain't good enough to run around the neighborhood. I mean, are we going to constantly have to modify what do we mean by good enough? And so I love what he says. He's like, listen, you all got a past. And if you don't think you have a past, if you don't think you're flawed, if you don't think you make mistakes past and present, he says, you're lying to yourself. And not only that, you're calling God a liar. So let's get honest. Most pastors, and I say this in total honesty, most pastors act like they don't have a past. Why? Is it because they're deceptive? Because they want to fool you? No. I'll tell you why pastors will act like they're, they're better than it's because they're afraid you'll eat them. You know, because once somebody finds out that a pastor has a flaw, that he's got a past, that he makes a mistake, that he struggles with porn, that he may have this or that going on, what do we do? We eat people like that. We cancel people like that, people who have made mistakes in their past. So we all pretend on Sunday morning between the hours of 9.15 and 12 o'clock, we all pretend we don't have a past. And the Apostle John says, dude, you are screwing up your future because you're acting like you don't have a past. And not only that, you're calling God a liar because he knows you have a past. He's like, wow, this is, this is so powerful to me. And, and so, he, so he helps us in this. And, but the verse, again, it has all the elements. This DeLorean has been really modified. It's not just memory. He says, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. That God, through his relentless grace and an unchanging character, is faithful and just to forgive us of all our sins. God doesn't say, hey, you're good enough. Oh, that wasn't so bad. You know, I, I would have said the same thing to them too. Oh, I would have cheated on her. She was a jerk. You know, no, God doesn't say that. He's like, no, 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 this is not about you being good enough because you can't travel on this DeLorean. If you think that if you commit yourself you're good enough, that's going to resolve your past, your present, and, and prepare you for the future, you, no. You need the timeless one to communicate something to you. And he says, it's not about you. It's about that I am faithful and I'm just and I will always forgive you of all your mistakes. I love you. I'll give you a hope and I'll give you a future. I don't want to harm you. I want to prosper you. Now you tell me what will get further in the future, that statement or you standing in front of a mirror saying, 
I'm good enough. Okay, getting honest about your past is one of the greatest things about moving forward because there are resources in there. My DeLorean, the reason why I can stand up here every single day, you can't find anything on Facebook that's going to shame me. You could find out all my old girlfriends if you want. It's been a while. I mean, but I mean, you could find all my old girlfriends and you can line them up and they could tell you what kind of person I was. It's like, hey, no big deal. It's like, yeah, that was wrong. That was stupid. I shouldn't have done that and all those other things. But my DeLorean is, is who I am in Christ. Old things have passed away. All things are becoming new in my life. I don't let the things that I know about myself stop me in this moment. Otherwise, I'd never be up on this platform. That's what Paul meant when he said this in Philippians 3.13. Because he talks about what we are to bring back up. He says, brothers and sisters, I know that I still have a long way to go. You know, he's like, I see what I do, and yeah, I got a long way to go. But he says, but there is one thing I do. I forget what is in the past, and I try as hard as I can to reach the goal before me. Now, he is not stating here that he has forgotten who he is or what he's done. But what he's saying, the part of my past I don't bring forward is the guilt and shame. You know, I don't bring that, that's done. Guilt and shame are done. Yeah, but Pastor Paul, you've been married before. Doesn't that disqualify you from ever being used by God? No, 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 it was bad. I did a lot of things wrong. I was an idiot. I was a, a typical dude, and I made a lot of mistakes. I've asked the Lord to forgive me for that. Uh, and it's like, okay, that's, that's all done. I don't bring that forward. Do I lie to you about whether or not I was married before? Do I keep it a secret that, oh, did you know Pastor Paul is in his second marriage? I was like, no, I, I'm, not, I'm not hiding from that. That's part of my life. And, and grace and truth have set me free. I'm not ashamed of that any longer. But did you know Pastor Paul got brought up on court martial charges for dealing marijuana in the military? It's like, uh, you know, it's like, yeah, I'm not ashamed of that. Uh, it was stupid. I wouldn't do it again. Wouldn't recommend anybody else do it. But am I living in shame? Do I bring the shame forward? No. I am totally forgiven by God through his grace. He doesn't ignore the wisdom that he can gain from the past. Matter of fact, he says in 1 Corinthians 10, 12, said, therefore, whoever thinks he is standing securely should watch out so that he doesn't fall. Meaning that wisdom is realizing what you're not good at and what you have a proclivity towards. I'll tell you what I have a proclivity towards. I'm not ashamed to tell you. Um, I like being high, okay? So I, I, I like being high. I, I, I'm not high right now. Okay, I just want to let you know. <laughs> but uh, I, I did not give up drugs because drugs stink. Uh, I, you know, I like Coke. I did Angel Dust, PCP. I did, uh, I did it all. Um, and uh, weed and all that stuff. I like being high. Um, I like Oxycontin. I like Loratab. I like all that. I love all that stuff. And you know what? When you have a back injury and you've got three ruptured discs in your back, guess what you are lined up to end up with? A really bad addiction when you've got my kind of proclivity. But I know that about myself. I know that. So that's why, that's why I discovered yoga, okay? 
I, I discovered yoga, not because I look sexy doing yoga. There is, you know all those little videos you download, and it's usually some gal with a sexy body, and she's doing yoga, and she's doing all those poses and all that stuff, and, or some young dude who's ripped, and he's got all that, and he's showing you how to do this, you know, little thing, you know. And I, I, so I did yoga, and I, and I do yoga every morning, and, I, and the yoga person said, you need to do it in a mirror, and I was like, oh, my gosh, you know. It was like nobody needs to see me doing yoga. There is absolutely nothing pretty about it. It was like, well, Pastor Paul, why are you doing yoga? Because I know that I will overdose on Oxycontin. I know, I, I, I tell everybody in my family when I get drugs. Everybody knows when I have drugs in my, when I get prescribed, I don't fulfill some of the drugs that are prescribed to me. I remember one day walking in and before they really cl clamped down, I had 90 um, Percocets. And, and you know, if you come from my background, that's, a, that's like a weekend uh, in Bernie's. You know, I mean, it's like a, that's, you're watching Star Trek and Lord of the Rings nonstop and, and eating pizza. I mean, it's like, that's like a great weekend for me. And I remember taking it. My family was there. I said, listen, I can't handle this. How do you know that? Because of my past. Are you ashamed? No, I am set free. I am forgiven, but I can't handle this. And I dumped a street value of about $3,500 of pill down, down my garbage disposal. Now all the little creatures, because I'm on a septic tank, everything on my front yard was, all the worms were like, hey. <laughs> cockroaches were walking around smoking wicked. I mean, it was just totally whacked. That's what the Apostle Paul says. He says, whoever thinks he's standing securely, watch out so he doesn't fall. Is because, hey, you got to, Take the wisdom from the past and bring it forward. That's why I've got software on my phone and my computer that, that uh, if I ever look at pornography, it sends an email to my wife. It's like, why would you do that? Because I know my past. Um, it's why I don't counsel women alone anymore. It's why, because well, I don't know. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not doing that anymore. It's like, you know, I'm a dude. And I was a dude before I was a Christian dude. And so um, I know something about my past, so therefore I am protecting myself from you or for you. And it's like, well, that's crazy. It's like, no, that's how you set yourself up to um, be successful in the future. And by the way, my wife thinks it's sexy. Okay, my wife thinks it's incredibly sexy that I would protect my relationship with her that much. But I learned that from the wisdom of God, the grace of God in the past. So let's think about 2021. Did you wake up hoping that it's all going to be different? This is going to be better. And are you relying on uh, manifesting some sort of lucid dreaming that's going to change it for you? Have you you're just kind of hoping because it's all even numbers instead of an odd number? Um, what did you learn in the past? What did you learn in 2021? There was some real nuggets for us to learn in 2021. Let me list you. I, I, there's a couple of things that you, you may have learned, but did you learn anything from COVID or, or mass? The mask wars of 2021. It'll go down in history. You know, you've got the, the Blitzkrieg of World War II, and then you'll have the mask wars of 2021. To vaccinate or not to vaccinate. You know, doctors against doctors, family members against family members. Oh, did we learn anything from all that? Or are we just going to forget that? Um, 
Did we learn anything about the capital event of January 6th when we were all shocked by those events? How about the closures, the layoffs that took place? How about the quittings? Why is it that more Americans have quit jobs in 2021 than in any year in our history? It's like, what's going on there? Are we going to learn from that? Is there something that we need to learn? How about depression? That we are prescribing more depression medicine in 2021 than ever in the history of the United States. What's going on? Oh, it's going to be different. It's 2022. Even numbers. It's going to be amazing. But that's not even to mention the personal events that some of you went through. We all faced. So I have been looking over the past year intentionally not to find blame, you know, not to grieve again. I'm not looking to do that because I'm going back in my modified DeLorean. I'm going back with grace, peace, truth of God. And so I've gone back to look. Uh, Here's a couple things that I discovered about 2021. Elon Musk is probably a really cool alien, okay? I, I, I don't know. Elon Musk, man of the year, pretty cool. It seems pretty cool, it, but I don't know if he's, he's one of us, okay? He's just like, he's just different. He's, he's cool different, but he's different. Um, I discovered in 2021 that Bluey is the coolest show on TV, and if you have never seen Bluey, you have got to go on Amazon and watch Bluey. It is amazing. It's an Australian cartoon that will teach parents a lot of cool stuff. Just letting you know. Um, I've learned that my imagination can be my greatest virtue, but it also can be my worst vice. That this gift of metaphors that I do every Sunday morning that God has given me to see truths behind rocks and behind science and behind history and movies and all that other stuff. In 2021, I found that same gift can turn on me really bad. Imagining things about people or about events of the world. I discovered in 2021 that I care way too much about what you think about me. Um... I may come across as stoic and uncaring. I am way too caring uh, about what you think about me. I discovered this. Here's another thing. My wife is my greatest human advocate. Okay? (laughs) Stay away from my wife, man. Okay. It's like, what are you a man and my wife for? Okay? (laughs) Uh, No, I'm only kidding. But no, seriously, I discovered that my wife is my greatest advocate. And so therefore, because I know that in 2021, I will do everything in 2022 to protect that relationship. Okay, that's how I take a pass forward. I also discovered this about me. I hold most of my faith in theory and in ethics. I have a really good mind. Theoretical thinking is right where I'm at. I understand why I believe what I believe and think about. I am pretty ethical. Um, and, and I'm pretty much in the dark what I am in the light. I'm pretty much the same person that you see. But I have discovered that I don't experience my faith. Meaning that spend time with God, encounter his presence, talk to him, believe he's going to do a miracle here or there. Um, I tend to be more technical. In that, and I need to do in 2022 that creates more of my experience with God and and not focusing on the theory of God so much. Um, I learned in 2021 that God will really walk 
through the shadows of life with you. I learned, and this is valuable, that thoughts about pain can be more disabling than the pain itself. Okay, that is really big. That thoughts about pain disabled me more in 2022, I mean 21, than the actual injuries themselves. I need to take that move in 2022. Here's another thing I learned. You may not agree with this one, but I think it's right. Um, Critical race theory, Black Lives Matter, QAnon, Christian nationalism, and Trumpism are opposite sides of the exact same coin, and they all represent currency that's bad for the United States. You know, it's worth thinking about. Um, I discovered that suffering is non-negotiable. I've always, and I know you're thinking, I was like, when did this guy finally wake up? Uh, but I, seriously, I, I have not suffered a lot in my life. It's not my fault, but, you know, I'm a baby boomer, tail end of the baby boomers. I didn't fight a war. It's not my fault. I was in the Cold War. That was kind of cool. Um, but other than that, um, I went to a parochial school. I ran into a lady at, in Lowe's the other day. And uh, as soon as she opened her mouth, I knew she was from Boston. And she was my age. And so I said, oh, you sound like you're from Boston. And she goes, yeah, I'm just from a little town north. And I said, what town? And she said, Reading, Massachusetts. I'm like, I'm from Reading, Massachusetts. And it's like, yeah. I'm like, what street are you on? And she told me a street, and I knew where she lived. You know, and then I told her where I lived. And, and she said, what year did you graduate Reading High School? I said, I didn't go to Reading High School. I went to Austin Prep. And then she went, ooh, hoity-toity. <laughs> and, and so, not my fault. It's not my fault. I mean, I mean it. I mean, my parents sent me to a really good school. Um, but I realized that suffering, even in my theology, that I had no room for the theology. As long as you paid your tithe, honored God, went to church, stayed in the gym, uh, and were nice to other people, you would not suffer. In 2021, I learned that's not true. And it really shocked me. But here's what I did learn in the middle of that. That even though suffering is non-negotiable and it happens indiscriminately to human beings, misery is negotiable. Misery is how you think about pain. And that's fully in our control. That is something that I control. I didn't know that in 2020. I learned that in 2021. I also learned in last year that I am mortal. And you think that's stupid, but for my generation, baby boomers, retirement, social security, we have created a system of immortality or pseudo-immortality. You know, we, we got the best that America had to offer. Not my fault, and I mean that. It's not my fault. I just happened to be born during this time. I really forgot that I was immortal, that I was going to die one day. And in 2021, I discovered I have a sincere, real fear of death. But you're a pastor. Yeah. Pastors died too. Uh, and, and I tell you what, I don't need to leave that behind. I need to know that about me. So what I started doing in 2021 that I'm carrying over into 2022 is I'm studying about immortality. 
Someplace along in the scriptures, I missed that we are going to be immortals. I mean, we, we've, we've loud marveled to exploit the idea with multiverses and, and creating superheroes, but it's always been in the Gospels. But guess what? In 2020, 2021, I don't want heaven. I just want the earth. I want retirement. I want a boat. I want good health. I want to be that guy at 80 who says, dude, you look like you're in your 50s. I wanted to be mountain biking down hills when I was in my 80s and, and just showing up the Scott Brickies of the world that, that I can run faster than them. And I was going to be unstoppable. But in 2021, I discovered I am frail, I am broken, and I am going to die. You say, what? You just, it took you 62 years to figure that out? Yes, I did. But I'm not leaving that knowledge back in 2021. I am, I'm learning about my immortality. I will teach you about immortality because when you discover that we are immortals created in the image of God and that we will live forever, all of a sudden you don't become afraid of half the things I've talked about. You know, it's like, wow. So do I want 2021 just to slip off the proverbial shelf and just disappear? It's like, no, I need to take this information forward. So... How about you? You know, I'm not recommending you look at 2021 with the eyes of a Republican. I'm not recommending you look at it with the eyes of a Democrat, a white, or a black, or male, or female. I don't think that journey backwards is going to work out for anybody. You'll end up blaming me, and I'll end up blaming you. That's, that's what that's going to produce. And we could try to rewrite history to make, find out who the villains are or villainize people groups or whatever. We could go, I mean, isn't that the crazy mess that we will head down? That, that will be the crazy mess. Or we can hop in this modified DeLorean with the grace and the wisdom and the truth of God. And remember that no matter where we are politically, no matter where we are in life, that the one who is timeless is in time with us. And he is faithful and just to forgive us, to cleanse us of all our unrighteousness, to give us a hope and a future, not to harm us, to cause all things to work together for good. That's time travel talk. That's, that's DeLorean stuff. That's flux capacitor Dr. Brown stuff. He's like, yeah. When you are riding in relationship with me, when you are in Christ, your future, your trips backwards, present, and forward will always have grace and truth and hope in them. In, two, in 2022, starting in the 23rd of this month, we're beginning a series called Transformed. And transformed is the biblical response to lucid, manifested, dreaming, hoping, and wishing. It is the Christian response to magic, thinking that the world is going to be different because we all have even numbers now. Now, transformation says this, that we are transformed by the renewing of our minds, that God transforms us as we get into his word as we take our journey in the Word of God, that we are transformed, that we will get to know what is the good and perfect will of God for our lives. 
So I'm inviting you to jump in the DeLorean with us. We're all our small groups starting in uh, January 23rd will be about transformed. We'll have little journals that you can purchase um, starting next week where you'll journal every single day and it'll have notes about all the sermons that we'll talk about, all the videos that we'll see in small groups. It will be highly intentional to transform our old way of thinking into a new way of thinking that will bring about God's best into our lives. And we invite you to be a part of that. But we would be remiss if you left today looking at your past with your own memory because DeLorean's, DeLorean went bankrupt. The car failed. Your memory will go bankrupt. Your cleverness will go bankrupt. You'll only be able to look so often in the mirror and say, I'm good enough before one day it will go bankrupt. But God invites you to a real moment when Jesus died on the cross and rose on the third day so that you and I could have life, not just here, but in our past, in our present, and in our future. We invite you to the table of Christ, which is eternal, a real moment in time, but has eternal effects moving into the past and into the future. Father, thank you for your great love. I thank you, Lord God, that you're not ashamed of us. You're not disappointed in us. Those are words that we use. You knew exactly what we were before even one day had passed. You were not surprised by our adulteries, our lying, our cheating, our selfishness, our, our ignorance. You were never surprised or disappointed by humanity like you had a, on a pedestal. You went even beyond that. You presented yourself to us in the cross and said, I am faithful and just to forgive you and to cleanse you of all unrighteousness. You invite us to get honest about our past because if we don't, it will affect our futures. Thank you so much that today, this is not just bread and this is not just a cup, but rather this is something for time travel that we are new creations in Christ. Old things have passed away, all things becoming new. The forgiveness and the mercy of God. Thank you for inviting us to this moment.